Welcome back to the Legacies Podcast, everyone. I'm Sarah, your host, coffee lover, historian, and most importantly, a entrepreneur myself. Today, we sat down with local photographer Melissa Bordeaux to talk about unexpected career pivots and how, when things didn't work out in her favor, she rolled up her sleeves and turned her passion into a full-time career. I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode because Melissa was really candid about her experiences and finding true happiness after her career change, but she also shares some advice for those who are considering making a similar leap into owning their own business. And if you're interested in taking Melissa's advice on following your passion, Club 99 is the place to start. Our digital speakeasy is a collaborative community of first-time entrepreneurs to learn, launch, and grow their brand. We have weekly chats, monthly workshops, and a new business course available every quarter to support you on your journey. As always, listeners get 20% off their first month to Club 99. All you have to do is enter Legacy20 at checkout when you create your membership. If you love the legacies, make sure to tell your friends because that's what keeps this podcast going. Take a screenshot and share this episode on your stories, send me a DM, and let me know what your business is about. I'm always hanging out online, and I'd love to hear from you. And of course, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. That's it. Let's dive into today's episode with Melissa. So we have Melissa here today, and I am just so excited to bring you in because we I feel like we've gained such an amazing friendship over the last few months. I actually, for listeners out there, I found Melissa randomly through a Facebook group, and she's been my photographer for 99 in St. Clair ever since, so pretty much about a year now we've known yeah. each other, um, and her work is just phenomenal, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Um, Melissa is a photographer who really captures real life moments as they're happening. And I think that one of her specialties is surprise proposals and she does a lot of music photography. So that's that's what we're going to get into today. So before we begin, let's kind of walk through your childhood. How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in Minnesota um, Chanhassen, Minnesota. It is our biggest claim to fame is that Prince lived in Chanhassen and his studio is there as well. So that was kind of cool growing up. You would see really just five minutes away from our house, his studio. And whenever he had parties there, all these purple lights would be flashing and going off. And he had this like purple limo. He would drive around the town. So really that was the coolest part about Min- or Chanhassen, I would say. It was a very small town. It, you know, it didn't have too much to it, but we grew up, I had a great childhood. I have a younger sister. She's just two years younger than me. And me, her, and my mom and dad, we just had so much fun together. We grew up just playing and creating and we would like you know, we didn't grow up where we had like technology. So anytime we had free time, we'd be outside and it would be freezing, but we wouldn't care. We would nonstop be outside. We'd be creating like snow forts and just like get all bundled up and create these crazy like igloos and all, you know, have these imaginary like games we would play in there. And a lot of things we would do too would be creating videos. So my parents would like leave us by ourselves when we were a little bit old enough to do that because they would have to go to work. And me and my sister would just like steal their video camera and just create these like SNL skits. (laughs) And so we were just, 
when I think of my childhood, all those memories just pop up, just creating, visualizing, just creating little like storybooks. Like me and my sister would just be outside like drawing and making all these really cool, like elaborate, like Christmas stories or whatever. That's <laughs> so amazing. yeah, it was a very fun childhood. Lots of playing, creating, constantly just thinking of new fun ideas to, to, you know, play games and all that kind of stuff. We were never bored mm-hmm. and we could have fun just me and Amy doing absolutely nothing, we would come up with some crazy idea and just run with it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such a Midwest thing. You know, I grew up in Cleveland and I, while I didn't have any siblings, you know, remotely close to my age, I, my best memories are of me just creating and playing Mm -hmm. and making these like imaginary worlds that were so real and lifelike to me. But my question for that is, did you ever think that you could bring that creativity into real life? Did that ever cross your mind that that was a real career? Did your parents encourage you to continually be using your imagination? What was that like? Yeah, they definitely did encourage me to to use my imagination. And, you know, growing up, I took art classes and that was like one of my favorite classes in school. And we would just, you know, again, create projects and paint. And when I start, got into college, I always made sure to have like my minor be in art because I just always wanted to keep that part of myself alive. And was always trying to think, okay, what can I do with this creative side of myself? So that was always very present. And my parents uh, definitely encouraged that. And they just, you know, but at the same time, they were being, you know, quote unquote, realistic, you need to make money, all this kind of stuff. So they I don't think they knew the right path to take and where to put that creativity. So they encouraged it. But they also were like, make sure you go to school and get a good paying job Mm -hmm. as well. So when you were considering a career path in college and wanting to still kind of tap into that creativity, you chose marketing. Mm-hmm. And what what was that like for you? Because I feel like now people look at marketing as social media strategy mm-hmm. and not necessarily any more of, of artistic advertisement like what we saw in the Mad Men series, right? So what what did marketing mean to you? Why did you choose that degree? Um, so I went to school at at DePaul in Chicago and I changed my career path three times. I went originally to be in psychology and then started doing creative writing and then eventually found marketing. And the reason why I went that path is because I realized in marketing you are able to be creative still. Yes, you're behind the computer, um, which I didn't really, really like comprehend all of that until I graduated. But in the like process throughout college, what kind of drove me to marketing was that you're able to write, which I always have loved writing and being creative in that way. And then you're also able to create like designs. So like, you know, the Photoshop, the um, InDesign and the Lightroom aspect of it, I really loved. And I thought that was a really cool way to bring creativity like into the workplace because you can still kind of create this really pretty, you know, design layout for a one pager you know, and so I just thought, okay, perfect. I can write and I can design. Let's do it. (laughs) So when you were finishing college and coming into the career field, right, everything that you learned in school, was that applicable? Did you feel ready for the industry? What were your feelings being a first time career woman? Yeah. So I, throughout college, again, I was very confused on what I wanted to do. And 
I um, took this one event planning class and my teacher took us to Lincoln Hall, which was this really cool music venue in Chicago. And we walked through there and they were basically explaining that you could do an internship there. And that's when the light bulbs went off and I realized, oh my gosh, I could have a career in music. This is crazy. So I instantly asked them, you know, I applied for the internship and started working at Lincoln Hall as a, like doing marketing, right? So that also, I guess I kind of forgot that huge piece of it, but that's what got me really excited about marketing was the fact that I could do that in the music world. So I worked at this music venue. Next thing you know, I got another. I got three internships throughout college because DePaul was just crazy like that, and they said you needed at least three to be taken seriously in the real world. So that's not true. <laughs> all unpaid, by the way. <laughs> so it was crazy. I not only was doing school, I was doing internships, and then doing a job. Um, anyways, then I went and worked for this radio station and then the last internship was for like an event planning company that focused on music and concerts and all of that. So that experience, the real life internships is what really prepared me for my first job out of college, which was I worked as a marketing director, quote unquote, not director, but just a marketing person at this place called C Music. And we did music licensing. So we um, were the middleman between the artist and the advertising agency and basically put the two pieces together. So one of our hugest clients was Leo Burnett and we would connect with them. They had an ad for McDonald's, for example, and then we would find an artist that made a song you know, upbeat, whatever kind of version of a song that they needed and then put the pieces together. So my job was doing marketing for our company. So I had to create these like really cool events and invite all of the, um, you know, advertisers to the event and the music people and just connect. And so that's when I really started, like my career was in this really cool and again, creative environment. It was in a music studio in downtown Chicago. And I was not, you know, creating in the sense of, the musicians at the studio, but I was creating the cool ideas behind, you know, the campaigns that we had to do. So we had to do like email campaigns and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I do feel like my schooling in the internship world definitely helped in that first job. Absolutely. And I think that so many people just really bash internships. And I think now today, um, you know, because we're not very far removed from the college mm -hmm. time <laughs> of our lives, um, but I look at so many starting career people and they're so focused on just making money and it's about how can you earn cash the quickest. And I feel like, especially knowing your story and knowing more about you, that we are very similar in the sense that we want the experience and we want the exposure over necessarily getting paid. And I feel like when you're more driven to find that experience and necessarily like connecting with your why, right? I feel like your world opens up so much bigger than just finding $12 an hour mm -hmm. internships in downtown just because you want to be in the moment um, and you're not seeing the bigger picture. So talk... Talk to us a little bit about just how your career went, because you're definitely not in marketing anymore necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. That's not your main focus of your business. Um, but what what made you transition? What was that that turning point in your career that made you become a photographer? Yeah, um, basically, I you know was in this really cool job in Chicago. I ended up working you know X, Y, and Z other jobs, and realized I wanted to just move out of Chicago and follow 
my passion, not the money, but the passion, which was always music. So music brought me to Austin because I had gone to South by Southwest in like 2014 for this like music conference with that job, see music. And my whole world opened up. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this magical place? You know, Austin just is, um, it ju if you're a music lover, there's no better place to be. I yeah. truly believe that. So I, you know, packed my bags, moved to Austin um, in 2016 and was just really trying to figure out how do I work in music in this city? Like, I just need to be working in music because that's where I was my happiest throughout college, doing the internships and then working that first job out of college. Um, and it took me a little bit to kind of figure it out because what I got, I kind of lost that idea because all of a sudden my savings was running out. I needed a job. And mm -hmm. so I hop on the job boards and what do I do? I just go after marketing because mm -hmm. it was very, I was trying to work for South by Southwest, of course, right? right? And, or ACL, which mm -hmm. is C3. So I was applying to all these jobs, but of course, very competitive. Um, and I just didn't have the time to put into it. I really just needed a job. So I found this job online. It was a marketing job and just got right into it. It was a great paying job. I had all like the benefits. It checked all the boxes of, I have money. I have time off. It was like unlimited PTO. I had benefits, all that great stuff. Right. And I was doing marketing. So you figured I can be happy doing this, but I just felt like something was missing. And basically I was searching for something else. I was in this career path and I just wasn't happy. So I'm sitting there during work hours researching what can I do? I was thinking about going back to school. I just was very lost and confused going through a little like crisis there. Career and how crisis. old were you? This was when I was 28. Okay. And so I'm sitting there looking for other career opportunities and all of a sudden, six months into this job, I get laid off and it was totally out of the blue. I did not expect that at all. But it was kind of one of those things where it's like, be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. I started asking the universe for a change, and then it gave it to me very abruptly. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, I am jobless. And all of a sudden, I have some time to re-situate like, my career path. Mm -hmm. So I get laid off, and it was actually like the biggest blessing that could have ever happened because, yes, I did want to change the career. But again, I was in that cushy comfortable place. So it would have been really hard for me to just quit. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to get laid off. And um, so what did I do? Instead of trying to chase the money, mm -hmm. I started to chase the passion. And I figured, you know what, if I just start chasing what I love and where I'm happiest, the money is going to come. So I started doing photography, which I bought myself a camera in 2017 when I was 27 and started taking music photos. Um, and that was just a passion project. It was never meant to be a career. I never thought in a million years I could do that full time. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I love doing this. And I was really happy doing it. And when I finally get laid off or whatnot a year later, um, and I have all this free time, I started diving into that a little bit more. And again, didn't think it could be a career path. I was just like, I have free time now, so I'm just going to do this and see what happens. So I start doing music photography, meet um, a bunch of really great people. All these opportunities started to present themselves. And lo and behold, I end up getting to work South by Southwest as a photographer. This was last year, 2019. I get the years messed up. but um, And that's really when everything really started to change. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden... Um, 
the full-time photographer dream or seemed so unrealistic, all of a sudden it became like a reality really, really fast. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to touch on something that you said where I feel like unless you are truly a creative and you're really focusing on this is that your passion is so important. And I feel like, especially with us living here in Austin, where cost of living is so high and rent is outrageous, right? That passion sometimes gets overlooked by being able to afford your life and pay for your student loans and your groceries and things like that. Thinking about you being able to really self-actualize and go into that space of, no, this is what needs to be important for me, which is being happy. Thinking about being happy in your passions, um, what was the response with your friends, your family? Did they think you were crazy for, yes, obviously the, the universe sent you that sign and you were laid off, but deciding to no longer pursue a set corporate office nine to five, what was the reaction between everybody? Were they supportive? Did you second guess yourself at all until things kind of started picking up as a photographer? What, what were your feelings there? Yeah. So I was very nervous to come out and say, Oh, I'm a photographer because I felt like such a fake because I didn't grow up as a photographer. I didn't go to school for photography. I all of a sudden picked up this habit in 2017. And one year later, I'm telling everyone I'm a a photographer. I felt Mm -hmm. so silly. Um, but my boyfriend really encouraged me to just follow like what makes me happy. And he's like, you're so happy when you're doing photography, you're present, you're happy, you're connecting, you're like living your truth, do that. And, you know, and my mom also is a really big believer in just when you're like just law of attraction. So if you're happy and you're present, good things are going to be attracted to you. If you're miserable in this marketing job, guess what? Miserable things are going to be attracted to you getting laid off and all this stuff. So if you just follow like what you're, I don't know, meant to do or wherever you're happiest, all this good stuff is just going to start happening. So it was a little scary coming out and saying, you know, I'm this photographer, but once I did, everybody was very supportive and they all, you know, friends, family, they were totally like, do it. You know, Mm -hmm. at this point of your life, I had already done the marketing route and Mm -hmm. it was not working out for me. Like the corporate life, it can definitely work for some people. It just, for me, I am too like, "Ah, don't tell me what to do. Like I just need to work for myself and be creative and I don't want to like follow these rules. So that just wasn't working for me. So (laughs) I think everybody was like, no, this makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You need to be in control. You can use your marketing background to, you know, market your website and your photography. And I don't know, it just was crazy how quickly things really fell into place. Mm -hmm. And so everybody could only like support it. And I feel like when things do fall so quickly into place, it, it's almost like um, like a false reality, right? Like this should not be this easy. Yeah. But I feel like if you look back at your education and your career, like you had already set up those building blocks and those stepping stones, learning Photoshop and Illustrator and being able to know what it means to reach out to people and market yourself because you had been doing that for years. Right. So, and I think like too, as an entrepreneur and as a creative there's so many elements of our lives that we can very delicately sew together and thread in and out, even even if it's choppy, right? Even if you go months without working on Photoshop, you can still bring that forward and into literally anything that you do. And so I think that 
when we make these pivots or these career changes that seem drastic, they're really not because you're just putting pieces of your life together. As an entrepreneur, it can get a little overwhelming trying to figure out what equipment and tools are best for your business, especially when you're first starting out. My office space, or apartment cubicle as I like to call it, has become fully equipped with everything I need to launch and grow 99 in St. Clair. And now you can grab all of those things for yourself. From podcast microphones to the coffee I brew that helps me stay focused, we even have Squarespace templates and branding kits to get your business up and running by the end of the week. You'll also find amazing discounts to try out platforms like Canva and Flowdesk in there. Inside the 99 in St. Clair store, we've got everything you need to help your business become a showstopper. So quit wasting time digging through Amazon and Pinterest to figure out what you need. Instead, head on over to www.99stclair.com shop to start building your creative space today. So let's talk about South By. If y'all don't know, um, if you've never been to South By, you absolutely should come because I feel like it is a life-changing two and a half weeks. Our city here in Austin completely shuts down. I remember... I think it was two South Bys ago, Apple Music put on a secret show and brought Garth Brooks and Stevie Nicks out and they just set up shop and did this really secret show. And it's things like that that I feel like make not only South By special, but Austin special. And with Melissa specifically, with one thing I think that you do really well is capturing the everyday music of people trying to get to be those big name life-changing bands at South By. So let's talk a little bit about how you got into music mm-hmm. photography here in Austin and how that translated into South By. Totally. So um, music photography is, oh my gosh, it's definitely where, I love all types of photography, but of course the music side of it really like just lights me up like no other. The feeling you get when you're in the photo pit and you're seeing one of your favorite bands as close as you could possibly get and getting Mm -hmm. to be creative and think of all these really cool angles and they're kind of looking at you and you're just like interacting. Like it is just one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. So anyways, um, just had to say that. But I started getting into music photography um, basically when I was in college, when I was 21, I started my own music blog and in Chicago, and I started getting, um, people would reach out and say, hey, come review this band, right? So they always would include a photo pass, and I just was in college, very broke, I'm like, "Uh, I can't buy a camera, this is just useless, so I started telling them just no photo pass, just gonna review it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I started, I kept doing a music blog throughout um, my time in Austin too, and I started, you know, using that to reach out saying, hey, I really want to see this band. Mac DeMarco, for example, he's one of my favorites. So I reach out whenever he's coming to play a show and just say, can I get a, a you know, press spot? And then I go review the show. And again, kept getting the photo passes. Finally, I'm in a place in my life where I can afford a camera. So I decided for my 27th birthday, I bought myself a, you know, Sony A6000, which is not a professional grade camera, but it's something to get started. And again, when I did this, I was still in the marketing job and I was not at all thinking of like a career move here. So bought the camera and the first show I ever photographed was Lettuce. It was at Stubbs 
And again, I was very nervous to mm -hmm. just show up to this venue. We had like friends we went with. I was just nervous to like get the photo pass and go up there. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to use this thing, but whatever. I, I get up there, go in the photo pit and just, it was again, a life-changing experience. It was just, I had never been more like just present, just mm -hmm. so happy in that moment. Like, wow, this is just mind blowing because again, like you said, growing up, all the like creative energy was finally coming out of me and I was able to not be behind a computer. Of course, some of photography is behind the computer with the editing, but being like live in the moment, creating something, uh, it just like definitely a light bulb went off. So I started doing music photography now for, you know, two years before I got to do South by. Um, but when the whole Southway thing happened, I started working with this music photographer. He does other stuff as well. He does weddings and events and all that kind of stuff. His name's Steven Olker. He's incredible. Shout out. Yep. Shout out. He's awesome. Sarah did his website and mine. <laughs> and Little plug for 99 right there. <laughs> and changed our lives in that way. Yeah. But so we worked together. He, uh, he taught me everything about like how to use the camera because I did not mm -hmm. know what I was doing when we met and he needed a second shooter so we started working together on weddings and events and all this kind of stuff and next thing you know like uh we started working together in November of 2018 then you know a couple months go by and March of 2019 hits and he is an official South by Southwest photographer and he got hired by Brooklyn Bowl who is a really 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 amazing venue in Brooklyn New York and they took over the Scoot Inn, which is an awesome venue on 4th Street, and they did an official South by Southwest event for four days. So Steven gets hired, double hired, mm -hmm. and he's thinking, well, I'm working with Melissa, let's bring her on to do the uh, Brooklyn Bowl thing. What needed to happen was I had to create a portfolio and mm -hmm. send it to Brooklyn Bowl and they needed to like accept me. Oh wow. And I had to be on his level, which is a crazy, crazy, crazy level. He has been doing photography for, I don't know, I think 10 to 20 years. He has done like all of fish, MSG. Like he's yeah. crazy, Steven crazy is good. So talented. <laughs> he level. like does this weird thing with light. Yes. And like he's got a different eye. He really seriously. does. Really, really, really creative and amazing. And I was like, oh my God, like this is my like big moment. You know, I could do an official South by Southwest event. The only thing holding me back is I don't have a website. I don't even have a name. I don't have business card. Like I don't have anything, mm -hmm. but I really took this opportunity seriously. And overnight, you know, of course I knew how to get a website created because I had all this um, background in marketing. So I got a website up. I started to edit like what I had, all my photos from that two years doing music stuff just on the side. And Steven helped kind of go through and say, okay, these are your 10, 15 best photos. Like mm -hmm. just send these. And anyways, got the website, got the business card, did all the things, sent it over to, had, like, created the name, Bordeaux Photo. It, mm -hmm. it rolls off the tongue. That's my last name, by the way. And, um, yeah, it took, like, a couple weeks for them to get back to us, but they did get back, and they, like, accepted me in. And it was just, like, the craziest, you know, just happiness. Um, and at that time, I was in between jobs. So I was laid off and doing marketing freelancing and then all of a sudden I get this opportunity to do South by and I'm thinking, okay, whoa, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take this seriously again. So I had the website, I bought business cards. I, I don't know. I got like social media like started 
And when I went to South by, I took it really seriously, really, really seriously. Me and Steven like worked together a lot. He trained me on how to use my camera, the way that he uses it. Mm -hmm. And we did all these like test runs and we made sure to like edit the same way. And we did all this work together to, so that I was like prepped and ready. Mm -hmm. And not only did I do the Brooklyn Bowl four days, but also I worked this other event for Atlas Obscura. Um, and they had a, it was kind of more of a, um, like events. So they had speakers and then they also had, um, where people went bike riding and they went paddle boarding and all this stuff. So I like shot that whole experience as well. So that was kind of cool. Cause I got to do like a South by experience as well as the music. And yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> a mind blowing experience. Just a <laughs> throwing you in with the wolves, yep. right? <laughs> um, so thinking about that, I feel like had had we not had very like throwing to the wolves jumping in the fire moments our careers might be completely different and I know with 99 and St. Clair I was kind of in the similar situation where it was what do I do with my career how do I feel I'm burnt out I don't want to do this but I'm kind of good at it and so you just kind of have to take I feel like any opportunity that comes your way whether you're ready or not and I was my one of my first because I was in music too. I was a journalist for a while, and one of my first ever like press pass events, I covered an Houston artist named Kelly Leone, who I had written a paper like ten page research paper on an album he wrote, um, and he's out of Houston. Amazing, amazing guy, amazing artist. But it was like, what do I do? Okay, like this opportunity is in front of me, but I feel kind of like an imposter. Like, what do I do? And, and I think had, you know, we not had people to turn to like you with Steven or me with other writers and artists and producers to ask those questions, it makes you really wonder, you know, where would your career be now? You know, if you didn't have Steven to basically give you a, like an apprenticeship, right? Like he, you were an apprentice to him. Where do you think you would be today if you didn't have Steven to, Ask all the questions too. Oh my too. gosh, uh, not a full-time photographer. He yeah. was a complete like life-changing person to me. And it just, the timing worked out perfectly where he was far along in his full-time photography career that he needed somebody else mm -hmm. to join him. And it just, yeah, it was definitely very important to have a mentor when you're doing a career change like that. Mm -hmm. um, this kind of later in life, when you're doing it, throughout college, of course, you can get internships, all like that. So you can still do that now. And you, I could have thought of us working together as an internship too, because it was that mm -hmm. real life experience. He's teaching me everything he knows. He needs me to get up to his speed. And for me, I just learned really well, like hands-on experience where I can go with somebody and say, hey, how do I get the best photo of this band right now? Teach me what you would do. That's just how I learned the best. But, you know, I did take classes at Precision Camera, which is our big camera store in Austin. And I learned a lot of stuff online, too. But the really life-changing part of it was definitely to work with a, a mentor, mm -hmm. you know, and get to ask him all these questions. And he could answer them very quickly. And it wasn't in a classroom setting where you have, you're have you competing for, you know, the instructor's attention. So right. for me, that's what worked best. But, of course, there's other ways to do it as well. So for people listening that are either, you know, thinking about a career change or are curious about mentorship, because I feel like that's something that we don't exactly just learn in a college course. They don't train you in high school. They don't really even share the value of what that looks like. 
can you give any advice on how to go about finding the right person to mentor? Um, you know, maybe how you connected with Steven, um, and just like had the courage to reach out and be like, Hey, I trust you enough to learn from you. Can you also believe in me enough to teach me? What's your advice? Right. So another like great thing about DePaul is they, um, encourage you to do stuff like that. So they would say, you know, before you leave college, make sure you get a really good relationship with at least one of your teachers. So they would kind of, um, what's the word? They really made sure that you would like get out of your comfort zone and ask a teacher to coffee, which that is a scary thing to do. So I did that with my event planning teacher and just said, hey, took him out to coffee. And again, I was in college, so I was very young and just said, you know, I'm about to graduate and I would love to use your network to get a job. Mm -hmm. So I like learned that skill in college, which is you just have to go for it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So there are people that can help you and they want to help you mm -hmm. because why not? I would love to help somebody with photography or marketing because not only helping somebody else is helping you as well, right? You're exactly. like building community. It's never competition. It should always be let's all like help each other because that's how we're all going to be better. So I learned that very young is just don't be afraid to ask somebody for help. And you're going to be so much better if you do that than if you mm -hmm. try to just like do it on your own. Mm -hmm. So approaching Steven, I had seen him at a lot of shows being up in the photo pit, like taking photos. And, you know, I'm introduced myself. And next thing you know, I just one day after I had gotten laid off, I just said, look, I would love to learn how to use my camera because I don't know what I'm doing. I have it on like auto, you know, auto mode. I was not doing manual at the time. And he was nice enough to, yeah, he's like, sure, let's go shoot a show together and I'll show you how to use it. And again, just next thing you know, it just, it spiraled into what it is now. But um, yeah, just the advice would be uh, just go for it. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid to, to ask somebody for help. They're going to want to help you. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, just find somebody else to ask. But definitely don't try to do it on your, on your own. Absolutely. And I feel like too, now that the world that, is so social media focused and we have to have some kind of like beautiful filter over our whole life. Like everything has to be in place. Um, do you think that in finding a mentor, you have to have a certain amount of things in place or do you think it's okay for someone, you know, to literally say, I'm interested in photography. I know nothing. And being, being proud to say, I know nothing yet. Do you think that that's more beneficial or someone maybe more so taking steps on their own first and then looking for a mentor? Good question. Um, when I reached out to Steven, I knew nothing and did not have like social media or any, I had nothing like with photography. It's just, I was out there having fun doing my thing. So I didn't have anything, you know, set up, but if I did, I still, I think it could go either way. I think it depends on the person that you're asking and kind of what, they are going to get out of it. So, you know, if you're really asking to be like, have somebody be your mentor and you're going to work closely together, maybe once a week, um, just kind of seeing who is this person? Is it a teacher? You know what I mean? For a teacher, um, it's a different story. If it's somebody that may need to take somebody in as like an intern or they need like that extra help. So when him and I started working together, I was helping him with lighting. So I was being his like lighting assistant, which 
you know, that in turn and helping him with marketing. And then in turn, he was giving me that. So I was able to offer him something that Mm -hmm. he like needed help with. And he in turn gave me something. So if you can think of a way to make it worth their time as well, I think Mm -hmm. that's really important. That's a huge aspect. I think that you just have to find balance and be willing to give that balance. I think, I mean, that's how we connected is I said, Hey, I'm looking to expand my portfolio, but I need professional photos. And you were nice enough to literally say, well, I need a new website. I'm, I will gladly sit with you. And we've done what, like three shoots now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think mentorship is an amazing thing. Apprenticeships are great. And I feel like a lot of people think of apprenticeships as like construction, but really it's like, as if, if you can learn in any element, then you might as well learn in any element, right? Right. So now it's 2020. You've been in photography for over a year now, Mm -hmm. technically. Mm -hmm. Um, How, talk a little bit about how your portfolio has expanded. Um, Obviously, music is your home base, right? That's where your real true passion lies. But I also know you to be a beautiful couples photographer. You take amazing proposal shots that are kind of crazy at some (laughs) points. Um, But talk about, you know, was that, um, did that kind of rub off because of what you were doing with Steven or did you, was that something you just wanted to explore and you just got really good at and kept doing? Well, thank you, by the way. Um, Let's see. I, you know, of course started with the music thing and then yes, I was seeing what Steven was doing and how was he making money? How was he a full-time photographer? And also doing a lot of research on other Austin photographers and realizing that they were doing not just music because sometimes it's a little little competitive there and hard to make, you know, full-time like money off of it. Mm -hmm. So I realized I had to start being a little more like having more variety in my work. And I wanted to, um, I love working with couples. I I went on one shoot with Steven where he did a proposal and it was just such an exciting experience. It was very like adventurous. We did it at the top of Mount Bunnell and all this planning went into it. And, you know, it was so cool to be in that moment. And that really inspired me to want to get into the the couple's world, which is proposals, engagements, weddings, and then it could be maternity, family, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just a great string of clientele that, you know, you can really build that relationship with someone. Um, So the first proposal we did together just spark went off again. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. I love this. I love to plan. I love to just have an adventure and it was just so fun because it's something different every single time it's Mm -hmm. a proposal so it's this beautiful moment I like cried almost everyone (laughs) it's just such a fun experience for everyone involved the they're so excited afterwards like the energy is just so much fun so I started doing proposals and basically what I did was again I had my website and then I also started a um, thumbtack which is where you can run a service related business so you can you can use it for cleaning or somebody that needs to build a fence or, you know, photographers. So you type in a Google proposal photographer, Austin and Thumbtack, uh, buys ad space. So they're always like the first couple, you know, links. And if you're doing really well on Thumbtack, you have good reviews, you respond quickly, you have good imagery, then you're going to be kind of at the top. So mm-hmm. it took a while to get there, but Eventually, I started doing a lot of proposal work, and I would ask all my customers for reviews, and next thing you know, I was kind of, like, inching towards the top of the, the like, Google search, and things really just started to, like, 
uh, quote unquote explode, not crazy or anything, but I was getting steady business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, proposal work is definitely like my second favorite thing to do and working with couples. And I also do events. I do real estate photography, Mm. weddings, of course, and then, um, portraits. I'll do headshots and family and, um, all of that. I really do a lot of different variety. But I think that being more of a generalist rather than a specialist is actually more beneficial, not just to your wallet, but I think to your skill set, right? Because you can not only now be able to climb up a cave and, you know, do a proposal shot kind of secretly. And that's one thing I think you're really good at is like hiding in the bushes Mm -hmm. and getting the shots. Um, But also being able to translate that and say, let's go on to South Congress and take some headshots in front of the Capitol or whatever the situation is, is that you're really good at adapting. And I think as a photographer, I've had experiences with photographers who, you know, are very standstill. They do the same three shots every time. And it's, and you can feel the stiffness. There's not fluidity. And I feel like you're really good at playing with natural light and moving people based on their body type and their face. I mean, you know, with me, I have a terrible side shot. Um, <laughs> so you're really good at, at putting me in angles that work. And uh, Melissa and I did this amazing sunset shoot, um, God, what was that? Over the summer, I think. And there's these really cool angled trail buildings um, downtown Austin that we just really played with that movement and the different architecture. And Melissa's just, you're just so good at that. (laughs) So being more of a generalist, um, you know, what advice do you have for someone who is comfortable but needs a challenge? Where, Where do you want your business to inspire others what do you want it to do for others right um good question so there are a lot of photographers out there that are specialists so all they Mm -hmm. do is weddings right or all they do is real estate and for me what works better because I love variety Mm -hmm. I just for me it just works better for me because I I don't want to wake up and do the same exact thing every single day I want Mm -hmm. to do a real estate shoot today and a proposal tomorrow so um I think it just kind of depends on your personality and some people can really just dive right into the real estate and just nail it and that's awesome and I think there's definitely something there for that for me I just I need the variety It, it keeps me creative it keeps me going it keeps me learning not to say if you're a real estate photographer, you can't do all that as well. Right. Just again, I think it's just how like people's brains work. And for me, I just need something different every day um, and just a, a new challenge each and every day. So I don't know that I don't know if that answers. Yeah. It. yeah. What challenges are you looking to add variety and challenges to this year in your business? This year, I am getting way more into weddings. So I started last year, you know, on the couple route with proposals and engagements and I did one wedding, I worked with Steven as his second shooter on probably five weddings last year, and then I did one completely by myself. And wow, it is quite an experience. It's <laughs> it's a lot, but it's so much fun, and there's tons to capture. And, you know, again, the energy is so exciting and fun. And so this year, I finally have on my website, I have my wedding portfolio up, and I'm starting to connect with venues and work. I'm going to really dive into wedding photography more. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to only do that, but I would love to maybe get to, you know, 10 a year, something in that range. I think, um, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. There's tons of different things you can do, and um, really everything about photography is learning how to connect with someone. Mm-hmm. Um 
and making them feel confident, beautiful, comfortable in their own skin. So Mm -hmm. a lot of photography, the challenge is meeting somebody new because you almost always meet somebody new every day. And sometimes it's a couple, sometimes it's a business group, sometimes it's one person and just getting to know them really quick because usually it's just an hour shoot. You show up and what do you do to make them comfortable? So that's like my daily challenge is trying my hardest to make everybody in the room feel at ease, confident, and excited about what's about to happen because Mm -hmm. it's a very vulnerable thing to be in front of a camera and to have me just like pointing it at you. So I just really work hard on creating that experience and having it be fun and something you want to come back and do again. Mm -hmm. Most people I work with have never been in front of a camera because, you know, they're just doing an engagement shoot. So it's not like you're, uh, whatever. I don't really do the, um, the like model type of shoots for like urban outfitters or something like that. I, I work more with like the everyday person that is just mm-hmm. needing a headshot or needing the engagement shoot. So yeah, I think I'm going on a tangent, but <laughs> basically the everyday challenge is definitely how do we connect and make you feel at ease? Cause it can be very intimidating. It can be. And I think that that's, that really hits the nail on the head of why I'm doing this podcast, right? Is capturing the everyday person and making them feel important. And I think that's one thing that history just doesn't celebrate enough is middle-class everyday celebrating, right? It feels like you almost have to like win a war or, you know, become this like first-time politician who makes waves to really matter. And that's not who's pushing history forward, the future forward. It's, It's you and I literally sitting here talking on this podcast to someone who's maybe too afraid to monetize their hobby or they're miserable in a job and just need that little boost to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Put put this job in the fuck it bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, Life's too short. <laughs> life is so short. And um, <clears throat> when it comes to capturing everyday life and celebrating um do you feel like you are helping people leave their legacy? Do you feel like you are leaving a legacy because you've chosen this career path? Totally. I think the beautiful thing about photography is that you're kind of like a magician. You're capturing a moment in time with that you're able to share with others and look back on. I mean, like you showed me in your apartment, you have these images from your great grandparents and it's just mm-hmm. so cool to look at that picture and, and you, it tells a story, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about photography is you're capturing, let's just say a proposal. And the cool thing about proposals is it's kind of a newer thing. People didn't always like hire a photographer to be there in that moment, but how life-changing and special is that moment? Your, mm-hmm. your life is changing. You're getting engaged. So to, to be able to be behind the lens and tell that story in a really creative way and capture the emotion, I'm always looking to capture the emotion. I'm always like, please cry, please cry, because that <laughs> is like what you want. And I always kind of direct, you know, I'll, I'll tell who's ever proposing, make sure that the person you're proposing to face is towards me so I can get her reaction or his reaction. And anyway, so it's really cool to be able to use like my tool to tell those stories. And uh, definitely a photo tells what if, whatever the saying is. Right. A isn't, million, it, isn't it a like thousand? a thousand words or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's really cool to be able to, you know, yeah. And wedding, I mean, all of it. It's, it's cool. Amazing. Um, 
Well, what final thoughts, advice, plugs, comments <laughs> do you have for everybody? Um, final advice would be, like you said, um, life is too short. If you are miserable in a job, if you're getting the Sunday scaries, if you are getting anxiety going into work and you're sitting there and counting down the time until you're off, it is not worth it. You are in control of your life. Nobody else is. So kind of shake things up a little bit and not necessarily, hey, go quit tomorrow. Of course, you need to be responsible and not be broke all of a sudden, but just really follow your passion and trust that the money will come. I think that is like a good piece of advice, just a good place to start as well. Just follow your passion, the money will come. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. Um, and the only thing to plug would be my website, which is bordeauxphoto.com, B-O-R-D-E-A-U, P-H-O-T-O <laughs> <laughs> com. Yes. And of course I have all of my, you know, photography on there, different um, portfolios for each thing that I do and you can reach out. And then also my Instagram, which is at Bordeaux Photo. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I would love to connect with anyone in Austin um, that is needing, you know, real estate, engagement, proposal, wedding, headshots, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we will put all of her links down in the show notes below because you need to connect with Melissa. And if you're here in Austin, if you are a local listener, uh, Melissa and I are always doing different events like freelancing females and we're at Boss Babes and different things like that. So we are always around and South By is coming up, y'all. We're literally a month away. So catch Melissa <laughs> in the pits at Stubbs and at all of the places because she's amazing and make sure to go follow her. And if you loved this podcast episode, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas, whatever band you're listening to today, make sure that you let them know how much you like us because that's how we keep this podcast going. And I will see you next episode. Bye y'all. The Legacies Podcast is a production of 99 in St. Clair and is currently recorded in Austin, Texas. If you'd like to be a guest on our show or learn more about how to get involved, visit www.99stclair.com slash podcast for more information. As always, thanks for listening.